there's time for a change. And I'm well aware of what you see and how you see it. And I'm even more aware that you're upset. It is time for a change. It is time for a change because you're leaving. And you're leaving rightfully so. You're leaving because our views don't match our Christ. You're leaving because our behavior, it doesn't match our words. You're leaving because you deserve to. It's time for a change. This is a call to you. A call to come and help me restore the balance. There is no spoon. There are no realities that we have not created. And the wonderful thing about created realities is that we can uncreate what we don't want by a simple thought. This video, this video is not for everybody. This message is not for the people who are going to give the negative comments. This message is for you. It is for you because you feel what I'm saying. You know, I still believe that words are powerful. I still believe that words are the things that draw us and bind us together. I still believe there's power in words. We've already won. We've already won because people like me exist. And I'm not alone. If you hear me, if your blood is on fire for change, if you hear me, if you feel me, if I've made you move in a manner, in which you've been waiting for. Come. I know it's time for a change. It's here. We've already won. All right. That's good. So we got those two. Psalm 37. Good to see you, Uncle Bo. I missed a call from you, man. I meant to call you back. Psalm 37. What verses did I say? Three and four. Three and four in Proverbs 16, verse 3. All right, all right. So, somebody give me a reader. I want, give me, give me, I need somebody to read three and four out of Psalm. I don't care which translation. And somebody read me Proverbs in that order. Go ahead. You got, okay. Which one you got? Psalm 3 and 4. Okay, so since you were so excited, you go to Proverbs. Sure. Amen. Let's trust, go. Trust in your life. Uh huh. And do good. And do good. So shall not dwell in the land. Lord have mercy. And verily thou shalt be Amen. Amen. So I'm going to read that again. Thank you very much. Trust, Psalm 37, verse 3 and 4. Uh, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. I, I didn't let him read verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. All right. Amen. Read me this next one. You got you to stand up and read loud like it's God's word. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you, you want the mic? Okay, she got it. So, Proverbs 16, verse 3. All right, sounds good. Commit your work to the Lord and All your right. plans will be established. Commit your work to the Lord, the Lord, excuse me, and your plan will be established. Today I want to talk to you about how to get a blessing from the Lord. All right. That's what I want to talk about. Amen. Amen. That's a good I want to talk about how to get a blessing from the Lord. 
I want to, I am, I'm literally going to do that. I'm going to teach you step by step on how to get a blessing from the Lord. This Bible study is going to be so way up there that you almost going to miss it, but it's not because of the level or the content of knowledge. I'm not going to do anything scholarly. That's not what's going to happen. You just have a lot of systematic rules on you that won't let you hear what I have to say. I'm only going to give you the Bible. But since you started off in school and preschool and went to kindergarten, and then you went all the way to sixth grade and seventh grade, then you went on to the eighth grade, ninth grade, you went on to the twelfth grade, they've been telling you what you can't do your whole life. Amen. See, somebody missed all that. Anybody here need a breakthrough from the Lord? I mean, I need some real folk now. I'm talking about the folks who my self-employed folk in here that really need. So, amen, amen. Come on now, I got it. Now I got it, amen. That needs some paying clients that's not asking for discounts, amen. Amen. I'm going to teach you how to get some paying clients that's not asking for discounts. Give me those clients. Amen. Now, if you're going to pay Starbucks full price for your $8 coffee, then you ought to pay me full price. Amen. No, it's all right. Because I want to teach you how to get a blessing from the Lord. Here's what you need to understand. The mere fact that I told you in one of these verses that delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, you know that's in the Bible, but you don't believe it. You don't believe it. You don't. You do not believe that. You, you get up here and you say all the time, well, I can do all things through Christ. But, but what would happen if you actually believed that? Amen. <laughs> what would your credit score be if you actually believed that you can do all things? <laughs> yeah, it ain't even a 1,000. <laughs> it go to 825. But you know, God will hook you, hook you up and go outside the room yes, just for you. Yes, That's somebody with faith. But now we got to put that into action. Yeah. We, we say, well, I can do all things through Christ. We don't believe that. Oh, we believe that in church. Teach it to us, right? We don't believe that when we're this close from divorce. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We don't believe that when we're doing all the right stuff on our jobs, but then the right people ain't showing up. Come on. Amen. Come on. Amen. You understand? You, can I tell you what the wrong people look like? The wrong people at Walmart right now, at the $3 section of Walmart, Trying to get a discount on something that costs three dollars. Amen. And these are the folk you are attracting into your business. Amen. We need to get rid of them. Amen. Jesus Himself says, "The poor will be with you always." Now, now let's take it out of finance just for a second. Some folk are just not going to get it, and they will be with you always. So let's do a step-by-step analysis of what God says that you can do in order for you to get a blessing. Now, I almost wanted to title this How to Force God to Bless You, but I knew some of you would be offended because I said, you can, you're going to say, you can't force God to do anything. Well, I, well it, I, that makes sense, but if it's in his law, it's already yours. Come on, somebody help me out. Okay, okay so if I, if I stand on top of this here, whatever this is, and if I jump off, am I going up or down? So, if, if, well, I'm going to go up if I jump. But on, at the end, I'm going down. Do we have to believe in gravity for gravity to take hold of me? Come on, man. I want to give you God's law. Come on, man. You don't have to be the best Christian on planet Earth. You could actually miss a few of your tides this week or this month. It's a law 
And if you follow the law, it doesn't matter how you behave. It's all in here. Amen? Amen. Now, the caveat to that is you got to behave well. It's in here, but I ain't got that yet. Amen. The point is you don't have to do anything because God already did it. The reason why you can't get the Lord to bless you is because you're not inside the place where the Lord does the blessings. Amen. Amen. Like a couple weeks ago, I said, if you just find the window that's poured out for you a blessing in which there's no room to receive, that don't take faith. That just takes you to be conscious enough to find the right window. Some of you are around the wrong people trying to get the right blessings. Come on, amen. You have the wrong character trying to start the right business. Okay, so let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. Verse on chapter 37 is Psalm. Here's the blueprint. Now remember, I prefaced this by saying some of you are not going to get me. Not because I'm going scholarly. It's just they've been teaching you to lose your whole life. They've taught you that I can do all things through Christ is just a scripture, not your reality. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay, see, that's it. it's getting rough already. Verse 3, trust. Can we just stop right there? Yeah, yeah, come on now. See, when you want the Lord to bless you, amen, you understand? Trust. Now, now let's, let's, let's talk about trust. Can I go back to me jumping off this, 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 I don't know what it's called. Listen, gravity is so tough that I don't even know what it's called what I'm sitting on. But if I jump off it, gravity don't care if I understand what's happening. I just know that it's, I'm going to fall. Does that make sense? Do I have to trust in gravity for me to fall? So it's a law. However, trust. The reason why some of you don't have what God is trying to give to you is because you keep losing your mind when he already saved the world. You getting crucified over your credit card bills and he got crucified over your sins. You, 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 won't, you won't get out of bed in a good mood. He went to the cross in a good mood. Trust. I can't even, listen, before I get anywhere else, trust. What does trust mean? Trust does not mean unconditionally just walk in blind faith. Trust means know that there's some crap around you that ain't going to fit your reality and keep moving. Oh, come on. Let me, okay. Listen, if you read your gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right around the the 55 percentile of each gospel is going to take over to the crucifixion week or the passion week. Okay? And here's what happens. Jesus is going to start his march towards Jerusalem. He knows death is in that direction. He understands it. His disciples understand it. He he doesn't even want this cup according to the Bible. Take this bitter cup from me. But he says, yet though it's in front of me, I'm going to still trust. Oh, somebody help me out. Amen. Trust, you've got trust. Trust don't mean just blind faith and be happy all the time. Trust me. Listen, this don't make sense to me. I don't know how I'm going to do it. My legs hurt. I'm tired. I know I'm supposed to work out. It's raining outside. Get up. You missed it. Let me say it again. I get it. I understand it. I have all these excuses, but get up. The reason why most of you are missing your blessings is because you haven't got up. Come on, Reverend. And the window is over there, but you laying in your pity party. But if you trust, Come on, man. That's a word right there, 
you can get God to bless you. Amen. This is this. I'm just. I'm telling you the law. I'm, just, I'm not even listen. I did because some of you, some of you, I'm well aware that everybody who follows me or look at me, you don't believe in God, and that's that's okay. That's okay. That's that's we we differ there. I'm in the Old Testament. So before we ever get to Christ revealed, I'm telling you just biblical truths. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you we you can disagree on my theology all you want to, but we ain't even talking about Christ. We talking about trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear what I just said? Yeah, yeah. They ain't even telling you to trust in Christ at the moment. I'm just telling you that if the Lord says if you want to be blessed, trust in the Lord. Ooh, them prepositional phrases, boy, they'll get you every time. If, you're not, if you don't understand what a prepositional phrase is, a prepositional phrase is obviously a phrase that begins with a preposition, but it modifies a noun in which it's talking about, okay? Or, or, or a verb. So in this case, trust being the verb, the action. Trust is something that you need to do continuously, but the prepositional phrase tells you how to trust. Don't miss that, because prepositions are important. Listen, the verb here is trust. This, God says, in order for me to bless you, I need you to do this. Trust. Now I'm going to tell you how to do it. In me. Oh, good, that made me feel good. Okay, okay, okay. Because I know where I'm going. And I just get excited when I think about, okay, listen, listen. Listen, it, 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 it's time out to just, just to start hearing words but don't know how to get to it. Amen. Okay, you missed that. That's all right. I'm tired of going to church all the time and you tell me how sorry I am, but you don't tell me how not to be sorry. And so we've got to get to the point now. I'm telling you, trust. But now I'm telling you, not me, actually, the Bible's telling you how. In the Lord. Yeah. Okay, let me turn. Before I tell you how powerful in the Lord is, let me just tell you about these prepositions one more time. Prepositions are powerful because Jesus died in between two things. Come on, man. See, in between is a preposition. It tells you Jesus died, but it tells you his geographical location of how he died. Okay, so Jesus died. Let's take out in real quick. Jesus died, watch it, between preposition two things. Geographical location, okay? The man on one side of the cross died in sin. Oh, somebody missed it. I got two prepositions that just meant two totally different things. One of them died in a geographical location, seems to be right now he's safe. But the other one died in a problem, he ain't safe. I wish I had somebody, amen. And then Jesus died for sin. While one died in sin... The other died for sin. Yeah. Prepositions are powerful. When you are in something, you are actively, geographically, and voluntarily moving in that place. Come on, man. Do you see where I'm going? So when you trust in the Lord, on, you need to be actively and voluntarily moving in him. Now, how can you say you in the Lord and you cuss all the time? Come on, somebody help me out. Amen. I, thought, I knew you knew I was going to do something like this, right? You can't be in the Lord and in doubt. That doesn't mean that you can't have doubt. But if you're in doubt, you lose your blessing. If you want to get the Lord to bless you, watch it, pay attention, trust. That's the verb. How? Actively, geographically, in bodily motion, in him. Okay? So, the Lord. Now, watch it. 
Because when you're trusting in the Lord, now it's telling you who to trust in. But 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 it don't say trust in Tony. <coughs> See, I got no power. To trust in the Lord, even if you take this out of, of, of your theology, it means trust in something that's far greater than you. Yeah. Oh, come on, let's do this again. Now watch this here. Trust, that means to literally commit to something. Uh, decision. Decision is from the Latin word that literally means to cut out. This is honestly God true. So when you are in a decision, you have cut out any other option. Right, right, right. I just right, bless right, somebody right, in right, this right, place. Right. Amen. When you make a decision, you've cut out all the other decisions, and this is all you're going to do. You need to make a decision to trust in the Lord. You want to get blessed on your job? Stop having so many plan B's. Make a decision to go with your plan A. I'm trying to help somebody. Amen. But watch it. When you're indecisive, you have not cut off all decisions. You're keeping all decisions around. And if you're in them, you're actively participating in things that are dividing your energy. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I promise you, I'm in the text. Watch it. I just told you. I did all this here, right? So when you're in something, you are in it actively and participating geographically in that thing. So when you're indecisive, that means that you are actively in a whole bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with your supreme destiny. It has nothing to do with what you're going. It has nothing to do with how God's going to bless you. And the reason why he can't bless you is because you divide it in too many places. When is the last time that you gave your children something that they deserve, but they were in too many places to appreciate it. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Amen. Amen. Now, if you a parent like that, how much more do you think the Lord parents you? Procrastination is bad. Having too many options is even worse. I'm trying to tell you how to get, to, uh, uh, get the Lord to bless you. Now, watch it. Dwell in the land and then befriend faithfulness or feed on faithfulness. Okay, now watch it. Dwell in the land. How do plants grow? They have roots in the land. They're committed where they are. Why are you asking the Lord for a new house and you're not committed to where you are? <laughs> Why are you asking him for new clients and you're not committed to your established ones? Come on, I'm trying to help you out. This is going to get a tad bit worse because I ain't even got the Proverbs yet. Amen. Like, 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 hear me well. You need to get committed into where you are. You need to trust. But then he says, dwell. Some of you are not being blessed because you move too much. Listen, listen, let me just, I just ain't even part of the script, but I feel the need to say it. If you change your phone number every three months. Us, man. And every time you call me and I got to say, who is this? Oh, man, this is me. You know, I, listen, you're burning too many bridges. Your credit can't be good. It can't be. You done went to the Sprint. Next tail when it was open, then they bought Sprint. You done paid deposit everywhere, T-Mobile, ATT. Now you at Cricket and Boost Mobile and whatever else. You you everywhere. You can start your own phone company because you done ran out of options. Amen. 
Now, if you keep on running out of options, paying all this money, how are you investing in your dreams? Amen. See, see, I used to get it when I was when I was younger. I used to speed all the time. People hate the way I drive now. They say, "Man, why you drive so slow?" Because I'm tired of paying for paved roads and police retirement packages with my hard-earned money. I don't have a problem with police, and I don't have a problem with paved roads. I just don't want to pay more than I'm already paying in my taxes. Okay, somebody missed that. Amen. I shouldn't have to be paying $1,000 a month just to be free because I got a speeding problem. Now, how can I invest $1,000 a month in my dreams when I'm always paying off warrants? How can I even drive to the interview of my dreams and I don't have a license? All right, I'm going to move on from that one. That one kind of hurt. I saw it. I saw it. <coughs> Here's the harder part. Delight yourself in the Lord. Okay? So we got delight. We already did the end. You got it. But watch it. And he will give you the desires of your heart. It is at this moment that I'm about to push down a little bit, walk heavy, and it will not let up for the next nine and a half minutes. Delight in yourself. Okay? I mean, excuse me. Delight in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. And Okay? Watch it. To delight, you must not be unhappy. Mm. There are too many Christians who are saved that are unhappy. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Listen to what I just said. 80% of the Christians, no, no, 90% of the Christians that I know are unhappy. Listen, if you cannot be happy, what's the point of living? Amen. This is, these are facts. You don't have to like that. I'm just saying when you're not happy, people who are happy, who have the blessing that you need, the divine connection that you're praying for, they're moving around you because you are unhappy. Amen. Okay, let me, let me tell you about successful people and winners. Where there is confusion, they are not there. Come on, somebody help me out. Amen. You know that person. They call your cell phone every day with that unhappy gossip. Do you answer? Not, no, no, you know what, child? I can't answer you today. Amen. Watch, so listen. Delight in the Lord, and then he will give you the desires of your heart. Okay. One more time. Delight is the focal point. But then the he will give is where most of you mess up. I'm not telling you don't go out there and work hard because if you want to be successful, go out there and work hard. Hard work is a part of it. There should be nobody outworking a Christian because none of us work for our bosses. We work for God. Come on, man. Amen. Amen. None of us work for our bosses. We work for God. It shouldn't be nobody out here working harder than Christians. Amen. Okay. But what you've missed is he will, he will give you the desires of your heart. Not your intellect. Not your degrees. Not, 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 not you, he. Now, what does that mean? I'm not telling you not to work. I'm telling you don't worry about how. Come on now. Now, see, this is what we get now. Now, I'm putting my foot on your throat. How is killing you? That is not your business. You are not God. Why are you worried about his role? God knows the fastest, quickest, most harmonious way to get you whatever you want and whatever you need. Stay out his business and he will give you more business to brag about. 
You just have to know, watch it, the desires of your heart. He will give you how you're going to get there. Somebody should have shouted right there because if you're happy, if you're delighting in him, you don't need to know how it's going to happen. You just need to know he's going to make it happen. Why is this important? This is vitally important because if you don't recognize that he will do it. Yeah. When you look at your reality, when you look at your situation and it doesn't match up to your blessings, you will get frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get frustrated, then you will get into doubt. Yeah. And when you doubt, then you will get into discouragement. And when you get into discouragement, you will become depressed and they literally, uh, you almost need medicine to get out of depression. And how many depressed, successful people do you know? Now watch this here. How many depressed Christians do you know? Did you see what just happened there? Because you forgot to delight and be saved at the same time. Jesus Christ did not die for you to have low self-esteem. Come on, Reverend. He says, I'll make you in my image. He did not say that I'll make you to be a coward. Come on, somebody help me out. Amen. He, he did not say, when you were born, I want you to have money so tough on your brain that every time you think about money, it's going to bother you and you're going to be upset. Come on, somebody help me out. Amen. Some of you don't even recognize that we just made up money. Money in the Bible, there was no United States in the biblical times. Neither was there a Department of Treasury. Right. We made this whole money system up, and you letting it stress you out. Are you stressed about unicorns? <laughs> unicorns are made up. Why are you stressed about money? Come on, somebody missed everything I said. Amen. If money don't exist and unicorns don't exist, you need to treat them the same way. Now, I'm not telling you you don't need money. I'm saying, don't you ever let something that we make up put you in a state of depression. Come on, man. That was a word for somebody right there. Amen. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, flip with me very quickly. Proverbs chapter 16. Keep in mind desires of your heart. Verse 3. Commit your work, Lord have mercy, to the Lord, and your plans will be established. <coughs> now, now listen, watch it. Commit. It's like a decision. You can't halfway commit to anything. Right. Okay, watch it. Commit your work to the Lord. Okay, now, now, now in this particular case, the Lord is what you would call an indirect object. An indirect object of a sentence means that the sentence, the, the action of the sentence is indirectly receiving the action. Watch it. That means Tom hit, well listen, Jane, because I don't want to make a man hit a woman, right? Jane hit Tom into the fence, okay? Watch it. I'm dropping some knowledge on you. The fence gets the action, but Tom gets the hit. Okay, okay, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. So, if something's going to get broken, yeah. it's going to be Tom in his jaw, yeah. but not the fence. Yeah. Unless Tom weighs as much as me and the fence is like, you understand? 
But the fence is indirectly receiving what happened to time. So if you commit your work uh, unto the Lord, the Lord is indirectly receiving what you do in honor of him on earth. I'm going somewhere. We're picking the speed right around here. God deserves the glory out of whatever you do. And he expects you to do it on planet earth. Let me make this whole Bible make sense to you within one sentence. If you get inside of his will, he'll get inside of yours. Come on, Reverend. Come on, somebody help me out. I just summed up the whole Bible in one sentence. If you get inside of his will, he'll get inside of yours. Now watch this here. If you commit to him, if you commit your work unto him indirectly, he'll get the action, but he'll get it for what you do on planet earth. There's a popular cliche saying that don't be so heavenly bound that you know earthly good. Watch it. I'm almost done. Give me three more minutes. I promise you I'm out of here. Here's what you need to understand that God's getting the action, but he expected you to work 40, Come 50, on, 60 man. hours a week. Come on. Watch it. Watch it. God is all-knowing, is he not? So why are you acting like he did not expect you to go to your job more than you go to your church? Okay, it's still on. It's still on. Sorry, I got about two and a half minutes. Watch it, watch it. If God is all-knowing and he knew that you would spend more time at your job than in his house, why do you think the Lord don't want you ministering at your job? I just said a whole wide word right there. Amen. He understands that you was going to be in your church three hours a week. But he knew you was going to be pulling 63 hours a week at your job. But the moment you get to your job, you lay down your religion. Uh-oh. And you act like a co-worker. Uh-oh. And that's why you're not getting blessed. Get I've been trying to build there to this whole point right here. That no matter whatever you do in your life, you do it in service of the Lord. But you have to be committed to here on planet earth. And I wish I had somebody in the building today who could testify with me. I finally figured out how to get blessed. All I need to do is trust in him. And I don't need to worry about how. But whatever I do, I do need to do it in a spirit of excellence. So stop using your job as an excuse not to preach the word. Stop using your job, your self-employment, whatever, your unemployment to not think about ministering to somebody. Now you shouldn't spend all your work week talking about basketball and football and only mention Jesus one time when you get to church. You done had two million sentences come out your mouth this week. How many of them have included Jesus? And so here's what you need to do. Trust in the Lord. And if you do that, if you actually stop being a sad Christian, he'll give you the desires of your heart. But you have to know what you want in order for him to give it to you. And if you know what you want, stop being so controlling and let him do it. Just do what you do in honor of him. And if you do what you do in the spirit of excellence, he will give you an excellent blessing. That's your challenge this week. Your challenge this week is to do whatever you do, trusting him. Letting go of how and doing whatever you do in the spirit of excellence. Let me pray for you, Lord. We thank you. That we have come this far by faith 
and we are committed to a spirit of excellence. God, we don't do the right things, but from now on, we will. If we own record companies or construction companies or paper companies, we're going to cut every paper like we're cutting it for you. We're going to cut every grass, edge every yard yes, like we're doing it for you. Yes, God, when we answer the phone, we're going to answer Jesus. the phone like we're doing it for you. In because if we stay faithful to you when you don't think, when we don't think you're looking, you will give us blessings that everybody will look at. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want to talk to you about your goals and your dreams. What are you waiting for? You waiting for someone to dress you in success? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Life was meant to be about laughter, joy, and abundance. There's no shortage of money, and success is your moral obligation. But you're still in a thinking mode. Haven't quite worked your way to saying yes. It's time for you to work, grind. Your business needs you to move from a walk to a run. You have been praying for this opportunity. You've been waiting for owners who will look out for your best interest and send most of the money back into the field. Well, ATS is that company. This is what you have been praying for. So now it's on you. Will you care enough about your business to actually take all the freshman level classes? Will you care enough about your business to move towards the sophomore classes and beyond? Over here, we're giving away all the information that takes you to get the six and seven figures and beyond. Over here, we're not satisfied until 97% of our company is actually making money. We're not looking to get rich. We're looking to make you rich. And by default, we'll share an experience of that success with you. You will learn how to do all social media ads. Here, you will learn how to get on a sales call and convert energy into income. Here, you will learn how to code your own app for your business, set up your social media pages, and learn how to build million-dollar sales funnels. And we will give all that information to every single person who wants it. If you want to quadruple your retirement, this is the place. If you want to bring a customer into the company and have the company do most of the work for you to keep them paying you every single month, this is the place. If you want to benefit from the company's success, this is the place. If you want a company to email your customers money-making tips every single day that keeps them loyal to your downline, this is the place. You and I both know the world and how we used to make money, it has changed. You and I both know that all the tactics that you used to use to produce good results, they don't work the way they once did. How many people do you know that have not adjusted to this information age and now they are out of business? Ask yourself, how much more time do you have to waste and be out of business? Here's my advice to you. Stop passing up on opportunities because you're afraid to take another loss. Fear is the enemy of wealth, and comfort is the repellent of millions. Will you answer the call? Or will you just get excited and be like, wow, this is a great video, and do nothing? The choice is yours. Let us celebrate your retirement. Let us celebrate your millions. Let us celebrate you and break you through the glass. This is ATS, and this is your moment.